0: Hey, welcome to Steve McGrath's Basecraft So yeah, I had a busy week I actually did a gig with um, my band Crow Black Chicken We did a stream in Cork, um, pre-recorded It'll be out in a few weeks And it was to an audience of one Our friend Novo He masked up and helped us load in And he watched the gig and got us a point even Sound Novo and uh, yeah, that was amazing. Even just to play to one person and the engineers was just an, a, a brilliant experience and way better than just jamming in the practice room. And uh, the next day I had the itch. I just I was like, oh, I'd love to be just getting in the van and going somewhere again to do another gig. And I was really rusty doing the gig, even a bit nervous. Like, I was going over the songs before and I even did a live stream on YouTube showing my practicing songs. And just jamming at home is not the same as doing a gig, so i can't wait to get back and get gig ready because usually you're warmed up after about four or five gigs on a tour and the band will be cooking then and uh just finished my music jane bass course as well so um for the council here in ireland and um yeah great uh, busy and look forward to the summer now a summer of bass podcast. i'll have more time for this so what better way to kick off a summer of releasing loads of these podcasts than chatting to Jeff Berlin, an absolute legend of the bass. And um, I have to say, usually I won't watch any interviews with the person about the chat because I don't want to um, you know, hear all their stories and anecdotes and thoughts on the bass for the second time. I want to hear it for the first time and react organically and that leads the conversation wherever it needs to go. But for this one, I had a bit of a preconceived um, notion of Jeff from all the noise online, because, you know, that's what it is. Jeff is quite opinionated, and then people like to talk crap in forums and stuff. Um, So I watched a few interviews with him, and I realized that Jeff is a very open guy. He's he's up for a bit of a laugh, and um, yeah, he's opinionated, but so what? And he even says himself that he doesn't like to comment on particular players anymore. He just will comment on teaching techniques and teaching pedagogy which is fine you know so we had a great conversation and um, jeff has a new book out bass mastery a complete guide to reading for bass players um get that check that out it's available from his website jeff berlin music group all the links to this stuff i'm talking about are in the description of course um so he has the reading book out and he also has he's just finished up um a jack bruce uh, tribute album so let me read a bit about it because there's a a GoFundMe campaign started, and uh, I really think you should go over and donate a bit of money to this to get this album finished. Well, it's finished to get it out, you know. So, it's, Jack songs is my homage, this is um, in Jeff's words, Jack songs is my homage to my longtime friend and bass hero, Jack Bruce. Jack, in my opinion, is one of the greatest bass players and composers of his time. This 11-song tribute was arranged by me and also features two original tunes written by me entitled train time home and another tune with lyrics by jack's longtime lyricist pete brown so yeah it's a class album i haven't heard any of it but i heard the list of people on it you have bumblefoot Geddy lee michael lee like a who's who of bass players ron carter so and other musicians so check that out guys uh for the chat We just had a laugh, you know, like I said, uh, Jeff doesn't comment on other players anymore. So I had my bass plugged in. Uh, I wasn't planning to play, but I got him to comment on my practice regime and some of my pedagogy I use with my students. And it it was good crack. So sorry if the bass isn't that loud because I wasn't planning to play it. But I cranked my amp and it's coming through the mic and um, yeah that's it uh, as usual don't forget to like subscribe leave a review wherever you're listening to that to this or comment if you want to support the podcast you can buy me uh, an online coffee or buy some merch so um, yeah I'll see you in a minute this is a long one you know we really got into it it's an hour and 40 minutes or something I think um, could have gone on for longer we were just there was so much to get through so I hope you watch this and can form your own opinion about Jeff instead of reading that stuff online and that noise as I call it because I, I, I'd I like if in the bass community we could be less like the guitar community which has like there's so many videos on YouTube of guitarists having little fights and stuff but as bass players generally we don't do that if you're if you're on any of the, the groups on online Facebook or whatever the bass groups are so like chill and no one ever gives out or slags people even if someone puts up a bass for you and the, vi- the playing is absolutely terrible people don't like the comments and then a guitar group the person will get ripped to shreds so uh, as bass players lads let's rise above that stuff and um yeah let's build a nice community of bass players who are supporting each other and it's okay to have a difference of opinion you know that's not a problem so yeah see you in a minute
1: i'm I'm gonna do that after after our chat i'm gonna do exactly that because i i'm I'm always learning you can tape this this is all part of it So when it comes to technology, I'm pretty much, you know, I'm as knowledgeable as as the age I look. So (laughs) I, I have to keep catching up and learning stuff like that
0: well i had a question for you but I'll, i suppose we'll start it was supposed to be further on but I'll, how, how was the 80s for you and the technology <laughs> the, the base technology it was kind of like the emperor's new clothes like that everyone i was watching one of those hot licks dvds and marcus yeah. smith everyone had the, the craziest active base that they could get their hands on <laughs>
1: Well, it's funny you should mention it. Yeah, I came through that period, but I was lucky. I got I stayed passive to this day. I have a passive bass. Where is it? Oh, it's over at John McCracken's. I don't even have it here because we're we're doing we're finishing Jack Bruce. And um it's passive through occasional pedal and occasional outboard uh, you know, plug-in, and that's it. And I have I think maybe one of the most ferocious bass tones you're gonna hear from that record. I'm very pleased with it. So yeah, during the eighties. I didn't get, you know, in out, you know, that's what hamburgers all about. And up, down, back, forth, that's how you get a bass sound, you know, I never did that. I plugged straight in and, and tried to make my fingers and, and equipment and bass all work in, in conjunction.
0: I'm sure they tried to tempt you by giving you some headless uh, basses, active basses at some stage.
1: I've tried them, you know, uh, but active basses fell into the same area as tweeters does for me, you know. Uh, P- tweeters are very popular uh, today, uh, maybe more so. I don't know, really know the statistic. But uh, I don't use them because I know I can get uh, what I consider to be a, a, a nearly as equal sound of out a bright output. And I guess the word I would use is that it sounds acoustic as much mm. as an electric sound can the tweeter tends to be just this boosting of harsh highs. Yeah. And it's so offended my ear that the amps I play never have tweeters. Um, and uh, I've never missed them. I can easily boost them on the tone, uh, you know, the, the knobs. Yeah. And, and yeah. get a good amount of crunch. But it's c- combined, it's clean, it's, mm. it, it's blended with the real full sound of the speaker. So that's, that's where my ear takes
2: me.
0: Yeah, my the tweeter actually fell out of my cabinet. I did. I've done about a thousand uh-huh. about a thousand gigs with it, and I heard something rattling around. <laughs> and it, I don't think I was using it anyway. It was it wasn't doing me any good. I, I was happy well, with the ten inch speakers that I had. That was it.
1: That there's a yeah. I'm a fifteen man. Uh, tens are very popular because, and not unreasonably, I might add, bass players like that compact sound. But the funny thing is, is that when I aim for a compact sound on a bigger speaker. It produced a more centered, little bit weighty and really punchy tone. It's that again, speaking for myself, when I used gear that created sound, somehow it sounded slightly more artificial to my ear, to my ear, than using what I consider to be full-range speakers and dialing in the right tones. When I did that. I got lucky. People said I had some, one of the best live bass tones I ever heard, and it only happened after I got with Mark bass. So um, um, it's that's the evolution. Instead of the 1980s, you know, uh, racks and stacks, I worked with gear only and managed to eke out tone out of it.
0: Yeah, I would have thought you were using 10-inch speakers because you have a very punchy sound, especially on a track like Joe Fraser. It's a, a rock sound almost like you're really punchy.
1: And that came out of a 15.
0: And, um, how, I don't know what that text, don't mind that text. I know it is. No, no, it's my camera. Um, so how is the record going? The Jack Bruce record? Uh, That's, that's class. I saw you posted on YouTube yesterday. Um, you're doing a GoFundMe for the record. So it must be nearing completion at this stage.
1: It's nearing completion. And, uh, if I may, I think it's going to be, and it ought to be, in my opinion, the record of the year. It won't be because, uh, it's not uh, of the style that, let's say, people would vote for. But musically, I don't think there's going to be anything like it. It's rock, but it isn't. It's not fusion, but it's certainly harmonic. It's got a stunning guest list. St- Sammy Hagar singing on it. Uh, uh, Getty Lee, who's an old friend, has joined me in a thing I call the bass relay, which is I arranged the song, a bass line by Jack. And invited. how uh, my wife just walked by. And invited eight bass players to play the line and solo. And the list is, uh, it's and the event is coming out like, if I may, completely an original concept for bass players. Everybody shares a spot. I won't play on it. I'll just sit back and applaud the guys that do. Ron Carter's yeah. on it. Brilliant! It's like Marcus. a who's who of bass. It's amazing. Yes, Marcus Miller is on it. Nathan East is on it. Michael League from uh, Snarky Puppies is contributing, he didn't yet get Billy, really, like I said, uh, Billy Sheehan, Tony Levin. Ah, Uh Hold on. It's fine. I'm doing this on purpose because my wife brought in a coffee. Now she's going.
0: <laughs> hey, don't worry. It's This is very relaxed. There's no bother, uh, Jeff. It's all cool. <laughs>
1: So um, and then I, I've been financing it because we're in a day. I used to had I had a record contract most of my life, but then record companies went away. So I financed it, and I am financing it. But I want to invite people that are fans of Jack Bruce's or maybe fans of mine to contribute something to the GoFundMe campaign. Maybe I'll put up the link later or something like that. I'll I'll,
0: I'll put it in the description of this anyway, definitely.
1: I mean, I'm I'm it's it's a shy thing for me to do, but. If I get people to do this, excuse me. my, I, There's still a lot of expenses that I will cover if I have to. This is a labor of love. But I'm looking for help from a worldwide community that loves Jack and may appreciate my dedication to making great music and great bass playing. I have some pretty special stuff on bass. So it's a GoFundMe campaign. And I, I would like that if if you guys would... I'm sure be a part of it, so it'll make it an hour event.
0: I'm know, sure they all. will, like Jack is a huge influence on so many people, so it's going to uh, be a career spanning, because his later work, he played a lot of piano, and he was writing mm-hmm. some really nice songs
1: Yes It's a variety of things, it's not a cream retrospective I do have one Cream song where I crammed into it. Actually, it was inspired by, and I don't know how to pronounce his name, Giles Martin or Giles Martin. I'll have to find out the correct pronunciation. The son of George Martin, the Beatles, George Martin. Uh, Giles Martin produced a record called The Beatles Love. I heard that years ago. And he did this astonishing wandering of Beatles song melodies going in and out all in the same key, and all seemingly in the same tempo, and utterly fitting as a work mm. and I thought that was the most brilliant thing i'd ever seen heard and it I never forgot it, and so in part, although i didn't go in as extensively into that uh concept, I did this with jack the no, the songs are meant to be events i didn't do like da 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 da. Next song. Da, 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 I da, da, is, I'm liking da,
0: da, the sound da, of this already because I was, when you say the Jack Bruce record, I'm thinking, oh, is he just going to be playing the lines, you know? But they, you're really, um, you're, it's kind of like you're interpreting, you're interpreting the Jack Bruce, um, catalog
1: in your own way. I am because it is a Jeff record, but it couldn't have been realized without Jack Bruce's music. So without that, those wonderful forms and songs and melodies. This record couldn't have happened, so certainly it's a Jack Bruce record. But what, uh, again, what the thing I'm not very happy with are cover tunes. I uh, there's a there's a film clip of Ginger Baker sitting in with some band, obviously before he passed away, and uh, they were playing Sunshine. And it's within the second bar, dun 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 dun, but mm. he just said. I'm gone. On, you know, he was a he was a feisty guy. Oh, so he sure was.
0: I love the documentaries the, with him minute When he punches uh, the filmmaker in the face, yeah, that's like the, the filmmaker film. was actually, I could see in his brain, he was thinking, yes, this is brilliant. This, <laughs> my film's going to be a success. Ginger just punched me.
1: <laughs> punched me right out. Well, Ginger had that thing where I'm not going to participate in another super t- loud cover tune of of Sunshine. Of course. And even that had a little effect on me where the song is a collage and it rocks. That's all I can say. It really picks at your hearing, reminds you of the Variety Cream's repertoire wasn't that wide.
0: No, they didn't even and, have that uh, many albums, I suppose. They they kind of fizzled out not too, fairly quickly.
1: Fairly quickly. And I think they did four records but I took, chose, I would say, most of the great, outstanding guitar licks from, and most of the great songs of Jack's and, and stitched them together. It's going to be pretty amazing. I'm really pleased with it. And then I went into his catalog and did similar things. I mean, the guy has a 50 to 100 song repertoire. Mm-hmm. So I, I have eight, nine songs on this. But it really stretched my arranging techniques, plus the fact... I'm hitting that button again. There we go. Um, it's, it, it made me come up with something absolutely unique, I believe, and I'm really proud of it. But the GoFundMe campaign lightens the financial load on me because I still have artists to pay. I have records to produce. I got uh, mixing to take care of. You know, the list is long. I'll do it myself if I have to. I have gone so far, but uh, I'm reaching out to friends and fans for help.
0: It's a hard one to um, square away with yourself. Like I've done those campaigns for my own band, and oh, did you? It is hard, like to ex- accept the help from people. But someone said to me, "Then people want to buy your music. They want to support you. It's not. It's not. They're they want they want to be involved in this thing. It's not that they're giving you charity. They they wouldn't give you their money. They're giving it because they want to hear this and they want to be part of it."
1: Yeah. Um... I'm a, an exceptionally lucky guy. I'm online a lot because I have a, a firm and opinionated uh, approach to teaching base that comes right out of uh classical training and literally everything I've ever shared, practically nothing came from me. You know, I, I don't invent mm-hmm. things. Say hey, my way is the best way because it isn't my way. It's, it's a way that exists elsewhere. But what I've discovered in my travails and my, uh, in my interactions, in the pluses and the minuses of all that I've dealt with, there are really positive people out there that get it and re- and have been open and understood uh, that my wish is to change flawed and popular principles for non-flawed and solid principles. Mm-hmm. And these are the people that usually have been good enough to reach out to me and thank me for what I've been trying to do, because I don't wound, you know, it's like when Jeff's this, Jeff's that, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just in line of fire because I say occasionally unpopular things, but I don't apologize for them because it isn't personal. I'm not saying all guys that wear red woolly hats, uh, you know, eat chicken sandwiches at 4 a.m., You know, I wouldn't say that. I might say guys that wear uh, woolly hats in the summertime might sweat more. <laughs> you know, or you might say guys that are, you know, almost 70 years old look like they paint their hair. They don't. <laughs> it's all natural. You know, it's so, I'm just saying is, is I don't take to heart and don't feel insulted and don't wish to insult. But again, these are the people that look out for me. They're very loyal to me. And believe me, I'm as loyal back to them. So.
0: Yeah, well, there's a, obviously you're aware there's a lot of talk on the internet, like because some of your things you've uh-huh. said in the past were controversial, but you've been very sure, open. Talk
1: about it too, totally.
0: Right? Yeah, we will get into it. Um, you've been open about like what you call in your own words, uh, post therapy Jeff and pre therapy Jeff. Uh-huh. So would it say like would you be fair to say you, your views haven't changed, but maybe you have more of an attitude now, like um, let le- you're live and let die, le- You don't. Let the other people do what they're doing. Like, you're not saying they can't do it that way, but you still have the same opinions. You you won't express yourself in the same way you did before, maybe. And a lot of that is the stuff that people are referring to when they say you're controversial, I suppose, some older comments you might have had.
1: Oh, yes, I would agree, because uh, there is a post-therapy, Jeff, which I talk about because I'm not shy about the fact that I needed therapy, psychotherapy, and sought it out and got it. And... I took it as a possible lesson for other people that may traverse a kind of a a sensitive road themselves. People have difficulties and often, like I tried to solve my problems my own way. I knew things were wrong. I would watch my words. I would watch all that stuff and notice that for me, it really wasn't a fix. It was sort of a a, a covering over, you know, a painting over. Mm. So I went to, excuse me, I went to therapy and went through a very, very, very rough go of it. Which, excuse me again, which is precisely the path that people like me have to go through. You have to go down in order to come up. You have to go through the difficulty because that's what we've avoided that has always lurked and it has always affected us. So I went through months of this. And then when I began to emerge, because it's an academic emergence, like you practice reading, you're going to get better. It's a fact. And the post-therapy, Jeff, indeed includes the fact that people must decide for themselves and must choose their path. My wish, and I'm not shy about it, in any way, shape, or form by mentioning certain lessons, I try not to mention artists' names anymore because I Mm -hmm. think that's too insulting. And I realized that, so I learned. But the lessons that many top names in schools are teaching are flawed. Because they weren't created out of a system where these lessons are proven to work. And I also have a long thinking thing. You're a young man. I'm going to Mm. assume that when I'm gone, you're still going to have 20, 30 more years of bass playing ahead of you. Yeah, I hope so. (laughs) Sure. And that's why I would say to you, if you do things right in this corner of your life, you can still be self-taught, rock out. I see all these cool basses on your shelf, on your wall. Mm-hmm. Listen to whatever you want. That's free and that's self-taught. But my thing is that uh, chromatic scale, popular. It, there's no use for it in academic music. Slap, very popular. It really isn't a, a lesson you want to pay to be taught by mm-hmm. anybody. And, and I can offer proof of that in two thoughts. Every single slapper I think that anybody can think of is self-taught. Yeah, I don't think that there is one name that anybody admires who went to a school or a teacher and learned how to slap and found success. So the self-taught principle works, and as well, the teachers in schools that teach slap are as self-taught as their students are.
0: Yeah, that's me. That's soon the the text, so you can just ignore it. Doesn't matter.
1: Oh, I I, I was punching my butt. so. <laughs> so. So if everybody in rock, let's say, just about is self-taught, everybody in slap is self-taught, and anybody I would say, I would say with a logical sense, would see this, will at least now have an option to weigh, then if I want to slap or I want to rock, then I, and if it might be best not to pay for these things, why would I pay to be taught? And that's where I come in, because I'm an ex-violinist and an ex-jazz student that we're taught to learn music, because this is how everybody learns. It's Mm -hmm. not a Jeff uh, philosophy. There isn't the classical violinist, pianist, trumpet player, you know, none of them. Everybody is taught one, two, three, four, da, do, da, 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 exactly what bass players seem to dislike and exactly what's gonna get bass players in six months to double their playing and enjoy the benefits for life. For life, they're denying themselves the life of musical improvement because that da 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 does not interfere with. Sports.
0: No, I agree. I, I've I'm, I got lessons um, when I was a teenager off a, a jazz drummer, and he taught me loads of theory and all that. And he was trying to get me to read, so I was going through some of my old books there that I have here, and um, I actually cheated. We we had to take out the tab with a black marker. You might see, yeah. it. so you can see it on the Bach book. I, I had to remove the tat because I couldn't stop my eyes looking at it. And yeah. um, i just have to confess to my old teacher, I didn't actually learn how to read. I actually memorized these pieces, but. <laughs> But I'm going back to doing it now. I have some uh, Jim Sinette. I don't know if you knew Jim Sinette, he used teaching. I know the
1: name. I haven't seen his books, but I heard he's I have, very well liked.
0: I have a bunch of his books here. He was on this podcast. But um you you have a new reading book out. I'd love to hear about that. Um, I have the Samandel as well. I've so you're talking about old pedagogy. But um you have a new reading book out, which would be great to hear about how it what the format of it is and where, pe- where people can get it direct from your website, isn't it? I think yes. yeah.
1: Um, does your, uh, podcast have a pause button?
0: Um, I just, ed- I can just edit it after. I-, I can just cut out a section and then it just comes straight back in.
1: I have the book downstairs. Should I go get it?
0: Yeah. Run down and get it. Like can- there's no rush. I I just, I can edit it and then it'll seamlessly just keep going. Okay.
1: Uh, brilliant. I-, I-, I broke the clip too, so I have to. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay.
2: <laughs>
0: Something always happens. All right. <laughs> Hold on one second. So um Jeff's just going getting a copy of his book to show us. Well it's hard to find good reading material, I find. Um it gets really hard really quick for for, for people who aren't experienced with
1: this. Well uh... <sighs> the Samandal book I find I that think, easy
0: because it's far double base. Like it's, it does not get very hard very quick.
1: Yeah, you know, difficulty is 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 not the 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 uh, the issue, but sequences. You'll notice. Well, I took Spanish lessons uh, because uh, my wife is from Argentina, so I learned how to speak Spanish. And the, excuse me. And the first lessons are: I go in Spanish. I go to the beach. You go to the beach. We go to the beach, they go to the beach. And it's a reasonable sequence of using, of conjugating that verb. Pero después de los años que estudiaba y practicaba el español, finalmente yo descubrí una libertad para hablar lo que pienso y cómo quiero comunicarme sin pensar las palabras o tener dificultad para expresarme. Now, what I just did was, by starting from, I go to the beach, you go to the beach, they go to the beach. When I followed the sequential approach, I was a total English speaker without any Spanish background. And in the about the year-ish that I studied mechanical, then I went, I would have gone, I should have gone, I might have gone, you know, the conjugations, mm-hmm. it's all mechanical. And it was sequential, I noticed. I noticed it later, actually, when I was writing my base book. What Samandel's flaw is, is one, it was written at the late 1800s, and it does this, and it goes to this, and it goes to this, and it goes here, then it goes to F, then it goes to B flat, then they have this, then they have this. The reason that may have worked is because everyone that ever used samandal on upright bass had a bass teacher. The bass teacher guided the students. Electric bass players, for some reason, choose to teach themselves. Mm -hmm. And if they choose to teach themselves, as far as I'm concerned, with the astonishing amount of stuff, websites, uh, bass groups, bass lessons of all kinds that are available to bass players the ironic thing is bass players still have trouble playing improvising creating a good baseline functioning in time reading they're still in a kind of a difficult area as a community so i wrote this i wrote this
0: i'm gonna get a copy definitely i was at, i was just wondering where you posted to europe it's worldwide postage already yeah
1: well, it's best on my website because uh, Amazon is proving to be a disaster. It's proving to be a disaster. I want to just show everybody something. The very first page and the very first lesson. I, I'm trying open to
0: strings. It's just your open strings, is it? No, it no, isn't. No, it's E F A. I can't Try see again. it.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take your time. You're supposed to make mistakes. As you learn, this is part of it. So I see see
0: yeah. next note F? E, F, G. You're yeah. on the line. Yeah, I couldn't quite see it. E, F, That's G. That's
1: fine. And then the next note is an F, and the next note is an E, and the next note is a an G, and the next note is an F. So the whole page are three notes. Joe Voy a la playa. I go to the beach. You understand? Mm-hmm. I, I want to show this, not for the book, but for the idea of learning. The next page is on the A-string. A, C,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and... Think, A-C and A- read it in order. Oh, what,
1: A B C. Yeah. You go to the beach. And the next page is, we go to the beach. The concept is that these sort of challenging etudes that come up.
0: Mm-hmm. The ties, up the ties are always le-
1: challenging. Yeah, They come up at around less than 18. There's 24 mm. lessons, you know. So the difficult things that happen that seem, oh, my God, there's a million notes. This whole book is in 4-4 and in the key of C. There isn't a sharp anywhere. The concept is to break ice and get us to do this. Mm -hmm. And to do it where our music, our eye, our bass. And we do this in half an hour a day, 40 minutes a day, whatever we can take. We make mistakes. No metronomes. I'm definitely anti-metronome.
0: Yeah, I I use a metronome all the time. I don't understand that one yet. I was going to get you to roast me later on. Remember, we said we wouldn't comment on other teachers. I was going to show you my practice routine and my bass course I've been I've been working on for the council and I'm okay with being roasted that's fine (laughs) I
1: won't roast you I'll talk with you as a colleague that's that's good that's good I'm not twisting arms but this book is for me the only I mean I really have to be honest because it comes out of classical music concepts it's sequential a the, the string a goes to string. Uh, the string e goes to string a a goes to d d goes to g because it's a four string book then you have the the whole thing they have some fingerings then they have whole notes this is just pitch then they have whole note half note this book in my opinion will change the lives of every bass player because it requires an attention to a note your eye your mind your hand and your instrument have to snap to in a a nanosecond that's what we do when we play sunshine of your love or play a jaco pastorius line or play something that we want to play it's everything is sequences you know Mm -hmm. this is a mind hand instrument sequence that's what this book does and I don't believe any other book does it the same way because it was written from violin concepts. I'm an ex violinist. Yeah,
0: you were you so played, violin were four- played violin until uh, you were played violin until you were fourteen, didn't
1: you? For like since you were very 16, young, sixteen. I was five to about sixteen, and then did, uh, the the Beatles and I changed.
0: Did it influ- influence your bass playing? That after you think, or the bass player you became because of the violin?
1: Uh Certainly certainly it gave me to where my hand position is permanently good
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know uh i have this i'm putting in front of my black shirt i have this and i'm light with this and these two guys move in perfect sequence Mm -hmm. and it isn't speed and it isn't which i don't do well anymore because i have arthritis now okay but I can do do the jack record is full of references that are unusual for bass players, and it came out of the fact that I went la 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 mm-hmm. la the, the 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 practice of music grows brain synapses, and the brain synapse growths, and the experience one has is for life yeah That's- for life bass players in Ireland, all of them no matter their goals, because everybody has the same goals. You know what everybody's goals are? To
0: express themselves through their music, to get to the level where they can just express themselves.
1: That, that's an excellent answer right there. If you want to express yourself through your music, you want to express yourself through your own music, or possibly if you're in my band or our band, you want to express yourself through my music. Or you want to play and express yourself for fun, gigs, whatever, no money involved. Or four, you want to ex- earn money to play. And as far as my logic goes, that covers everybody. Mm-hmm. You want to play my music, your music, jam or play for fun somewhere in your house or wherever, or play with people and maybe er- and make money. So everybody has the same goals, the concept that I have a goal that's different than yours for the most part isn't true. It's a base community ethic. Mm -hmm. Everybody has the same goals, which makes it easier to realize that if everybody has pretty much the same goals, everybody will pretty much benefit from the same kind of learning. But because base education, as far as I can see is design well take a course with this guy study these things here's tab for this this is really exciting you're gonna oh Mm -hmm. am i excited about this lesson you know uh, it's no disrespect to to the sellers but it's a hype it's a it's a hype to a to an audience willing to be hyped and i rarely see it on line anybody that has ever participated in certain areas that didn't say oh did i have fun was this great what a great guy what a wonderful thing and then my curiosity is i said well could you tell me what you learned oh well when i'm playing and and then the thing starts yeah. to get vague
0: well they all want to walk they want so to run I... before they can walk jeff that's what i think it's like they,
1: Do you know what you think that's what
0: is? that's the problem it's like I, I want to play the bass like this jazz fusion guy and it's like, you, you can't even groove yet. Like you need to do the fundamentals. You don't, you don't need to do this course. You need to go take back a step and get the fundamentals down first. And that's uh-huh. what the courses are selling. They're saying, I'm going to make you this fusion player. But most mm-hmm. of the people who are buying them courses, they, they they're not even ready for that level yet.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't, I know bass teachers are nice people, good people. But as teachers, and I specify their profession, not their soul, not their attitude, I don't trust most of them. I don't think that they are really helping people to do more than be entertained. And that includes the big schools. I think that schools are a great user of the attitude that young bass players are saying, oh, I'm going to go here, or I'm going to do that. When, in fact, one page of music sitting in your home, plus a class of a couple, you know, theory or transcription and, and a good ensemble, will save you $100,000 a year and get you way better uh, musical instruction. Um, so when, when I say these things, I realize that I'm not popular, but I'm, all, I'm older than most everybody. And I've been around more than most everybody. And I'm also longer in two uh, styles of music, way deeper into them. Plus, I played with every great player on the earth twice. Most yeah.
0: so. well, I, d- I don't think these players are coming from a benevolent place, but um, no, they're not. It's just yeah, just the no, way it not. is. But my You're own right. my own pet peeve, I think, is um, like I- I'm looking at your um, your oh. fundamentals: reading music, understanding card- chord tones, playing in all twelve keys, approaching notes, and walking blues. Yes, I teach all of them. I don't teach jazz standards because here's what I think. Um, I, you probably don't agree, but um, oh. when they invented the real book, well, when they wrote the real book, they codified the music that is jazz, and and the, people are reading from these sheets. They're glued to these sheets, and you're you're doing these courses. It's saying you're be bego- you're going to become a jazz musician. Here is the exact sheet of autumn leaves. They teach you the the little things to do your walking and bass and you're stuck you're glued to that sheet and if someone was to take the sheet away or to play autumn leaves in a different way you would be lost but if you go back and talk to some of the jazz guys that were there around the time the real book came out they were annoyed not this i'm saying there's nothing wrong with the real book it's a good tool but these guys were annoyed because they were saying there's not just one set of cards for autumn leaves it's jazz you can move things around it's an improvised music so people are being told they have to learn jazz but if you don't really like jazz I don't think you need to spend all this time on the standards yes learn the walking blues and these things but maybe you don't have to be learning all these jazz lines because you're you're never going to be a jazz musician you're just reading a bunch of real book charts that you, you can never leave because you don't really understand the music quite yet
1: um, that's very interesting uh, way to, to look at it and one of the things that i think the tone that you included and if i may too uh, i'm just sharing a thought Mm -hmm. is the exact same i call it give me a second i want to find a way to say this um the 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 concept you have might be a negative to learning and i'll tell you why Mm -hmm. people you included a lot in regards to performance here's this real book thing, but if you take it away, you can't, maybe you won't be able to play the song. And then if these are the changes, if I understood you correctly, well, then there's these other changes you haven't attended to. So how can you play them with other people or mm-hmm. some such a thing? Am I in the neighborhood about Yeah, Well, that? I was just
0: saying maybe you're, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, or just that you're yeah. kind of forgetting that in jazz music, the, those changes in the real book, you can do the song in another way. You don't have to play them those exact chords, I suppose, is what I was saying
1: okay um I'll, I'll try to make it succinct because i think it's an excellent point you're raising um there's only as far as i know three ways to learn how to play only on planet earth only three ways and funnily enough the third way or from your perspective maybe this is three. the third way is a combination of one and two the way we learn how to play is that's proven i ought to add proven with a history is being taught music academic music functional literature like my, my book book or some Mandel that is not meant for art. The other way you learn is being self-taught self-taught literally means whatever you want, however you want it, whenever you want it with whatever amps, whatever gear with whomever you wish in any way that you want to do it. And the ironic and beautiful thing is, is every single bass player that, Everybody watching this can think of 100% with practically, I have to use practically because some head will pop up, with practically no exception whatever, whatever are self taught. Now, here's my view about what you're saying is in the academic wall to divide, uh, I don't know which side's with, <laughs> learning practicing mechanical, unemotional, unheartfelt stuff. Put it this way, uh, learning a second language, learning how to drive a car as a teen. You're not out in traffic kind of enjoying yourself. It's like my eyes are open. I adjust the mirror. I look over my shoulder. I signal, I turn, I park the car. There's a whole mechanical essence about it. That is really almost nothing to do with real life driving. But by going through the mechanical things, the specific mechanical instruction, we become the drivers that we become. It's just an example that popped into my head. It works in cooking, too. There's a recipe, you know, I have a recipe on how to make a lasagna. Okay, if I take two of this and add a little of that, after a few mechanical attempts, I'm artistically liberated to cook my lasagna and then some. Where bass teachers seem to have a problem is they haven't been able to separate performance from practice and learning. And that, in a sense, that gray area is why most teachers, not speaking of you because I don't know how you teach, but most teachers are failing their students and most students will be failing as bass players because they haven't specified their day. And by not specifying their day, they haven't specified the subjects that they want to learn how to play better. It's a lot of words, but think of anything you do. I I, I like boxing and I -hmm. I used to work out. I'm not a boxer, but I sparred. And the thing in the gym was, is we practice jab, jab, dip. You know what I mean? Right hand, dip, right hand, left hook. If I'd have gone into the gym to spar, I'd have gotten my... Ass hadn't handed to me.
0: It's a good analogy. You, you were doing the exercise with the the, the boxers, but <laughs> in practice, yeah, you would have got your ass yeah. handed.
1: And when I sparred early, it was almost that slow. Okay, Jeff, let's go. Okay. Oh, he touched me. Don't forget, Jeff, to dip under. Oh, I saw that coming. Okay, but you didn't throw the right. Oh, okay. Oh, there we go, Jeff. And it was this wonderful guidance of fact in. Within function, base teachers don't do that. They perform, or the real book has different changes, and if you take it away, you won't remember it. In the learning element, I don't care if they remember it or not. In the learning element, I want them to read it, because eventually everybody remembers things. If you stick with something for half an hour, twice a day, as a mechanical thing, I'm going to learn da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Oh, I can't remember it. I've been practicing it. Where's the music? Oh, yeah, da, da, there it is. Mm -hmm. And it is the surrender to your ability. I'm not good enough at this, so I'm going to do what is required. And that's how I became liberated. And that's how all musicians became liberated. We became liberated because we accepted where we were. We knew we were screwed up as players. We made mistakes. You should have heard the squeaky violinist I was as a kid. (laughs) and i played it like this because a bow is supposed to go out like that and one day i didn't squeak and one day i didn't do this other you know so bass players electric bass teachers would function better like if i wrote out a four bar thing and said to this guy practice this it's better than a semester at berkeley in my opinion Mm -hmm. or anywhere else because it is putting hands I'll shut up. I know I'm talking a lot. Oh,
2: cool.
0: I like it. I like a long a long monologue about these things. I don't know.
1: <laughs> but uh, the thing is, uh, you know, everybody's different. No, they're not. not no, they're not. I mean, mm-hmm. you learn faster than I do. And maybe you learn, uh, I don't know what, uh, need this more than I do. And I need that more than you do. But at the bottom line, we both need to know what G and A and a B look like. Mm-hmm. That's where bass players kind of go off the wheel here is that we all need the same stuff, and I'll back that up by our English writing and reading lessons since we were children. We all learned the same grammar, but Billy learned it quick, more quickly than I, and I learned it more quickly than you, and you learned it more quickly than, than Seamus.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Seamus yeah that's a good Irish name yeah Um, yeah, well I'll qualify that by saying of course learn jazz there's nothing wrong with learning jazz standards but I'm just not sure but beyond jazz but I'm not sure should it be as far ahead like I think you should be learning your chord tones and your scale patterns and all these things maybe before you start learning all the jazz standards and the jazz standards seems to get pushed forward ahead of those things these days a lot
1: that's a very good point, And that's a kind of a reason, again, why I don't trust a lot of teachers is they'll employ things without thinking of where they belong. You're right. If I can't read or play in a particular manner, you know who you look like? Colin Firth. I just got it.
0: <laughs> Colin Firth. <Ford.
1: laughs> you, know you know the English yeah, yeah.
0: actor? Yeah, I know the actor. Great actor. That's a compliment, I think.
1: <laughs> just look like Colin Firth. I'll be gushed on
0: yeah, maybe he's got Irish connection, you know, because I've my family never went very far from where I'm from. Like, did did the diaspora hasn't spread too too far? Like, so I think I'm pretty fully Irish.
1: <laughs> I I was thinking I when I was my grandparents, they were they may have been born in the Irish part of Poland. You know? Oh,
0: <laughs> I I have my Berlin. Well, this mug came from Krakow in Poland, so it was hot on holidays there a long time ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um... So anyways, you have a point. I mean, you don't rush, guys. That's the thing is when you teach, you teach appropriately and you don't cross the wall. Jam, rock out, rock out, turn your amp up, do your thing, forget my lessons completely, your lessons completely. But when we have our lessons, how did you do with this line? How did you do with this page of reading? If, if bass players do that, if bass players are willing to take this book and crack the reading ice, Because I know I'm being a little self-serving here. This solves all problems because I wrote it to do that. Mm
2: -hmm. I wrote
1: it to supersede Samantha. And if they could do that, they can go and jam at night at the pub and have a grand old time. You've covered both (laughs) sides of the thing. That's how I did it. And a lot of guys did it.
0: And I'm pretty sure, uh, well, for Samantha, because it's far double bass, they want you to get those hand positions in, deep ingrained, so you're in tune all the time. So that's a lot lot of the reasons why a lot of the exercises are so rigid, because they want you to be in first position, second, and up along your double bass neck. But the electric bass is a different thing altogether.
1: Yeah, I mean, the positions isn't, isn't a real issue on electric, and you could shift around. I mean, part of the learning is oh that doesn't work well that does, well that's better and if one is willing to be a little bit in the mud a little bit in the dirt and fail ah oh, that oh, that didn't work that didn't work a great deal of electric base improvement is elimination
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's like uh, i want to uh buy a mouse i mean i want to uh buy a a, a grouse wait a minute <laughs> I want to buy a a spouse. Hold on. I'm still wrong. I want to buy a house. So it's in our English, we don't traverse the, the, the path till we get to the right word. We usually stop and go, what is that word I'm thinking of? I want to buy, what is it? Oh, I want to buy a house. And, so this is another reason why the chromatic scale is a is a flawed concept my thing is about since the base education unfortunately is riddled with flawed concepts and england and ireland and scotland are uh, have well-meaning but flawed base instructors in there and all they need to do is go to music and reduce the stress level on their students and just say do this like you're in the army and then when you're done doing all this stuff, go out and have a ball. But uh, the, the chromatic scale has flaws. Slap lessons has flaws. Rock lessons have flaws. Metronomes have flaws. The floor is yours.
0: I was just going to say, if you saw like your own instruction DVD, uh, what was called a super technical approach, you would probably give out to your your younger self because you're you're slap you're teaching slapping and popping back in the old days back in the old days so you would have changed you probably have changed your own outlook a little bit over the years as well
1: oh most definitely i think one of my first books has tab in it which i'm (laughs) i'm I'm quite certain that tab is just not good for people yeah but i had to traverse a path and arrive to where Hmm. i've arrived i i you know i don't lament it i went through a path of learning and and Thank God I
0: did. Yeah, I actually learned I... something from that. As what watch? I've been doing that. What you were doing? I was doing the shape. It was like an E major ninth shape, and then mm-hmm. you tap above the neck. But you mm-hmm. kind of were explaining it in the theory way. I was like, "Oh yeah." So it, you were still teaching some good stuff in the DVD. Like,
1: oh, yeah, it was fun. It's entertaining, but. Um... I suppose that any good record and using your ear and, you know, I, I'm not knocking that it was there. I just don't think it really made much difference because if I had my druthers, I'd like to see you do it in a minor. I'd like to see you do it in a C sharp minor seven flat five with a nine.
0: C, what? What's the card?
1: A C sharp minor yeah. seven flat five with on the, a nine.
0: With an, now, on, on the bass, do I have enough fingers? <laughs> yes, you do. I'll, if, I'll take out the five, I suppose.
1: No, you got to have the flat five because it's a chord. Oh,
0: you got to have the flat five, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. See, see, I didn't merely just chuck a a, a a a goofy chord at you. Music is language, so they say. I'm not 100% I agree, but let's go with it. Let's go with language. Language means that the more words I know, the better I can communicate. You know what I mean? Hey, Stephen, uh, I see you play a four-stringed... Uh, Whenever that thing is high, hanging on your wall, uh, that guitar-looking thing—I don't know the word for it—but it's it's four strings and you hit tune it. You mean the bass? Oh, the bass. Yeah, yeah. So, the more grammar we know, the easier it is to to commit a thought and 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 explain it, and that really, to tell you the truth, makes life easier as bass players. If I throw out a chord like C sharp minor seven flat five nine. It isn't a jazz chord. It's a chord in harmony. And the interesting thing is that if I taught it and then taught it in variety of keys, one's mind grows synapses. The experience is expanded and bass Bass. players are improved. That's the idea behind these. (laughs) So we
0: got a C sharp, flat five, minor seven, and a nine.
1: Take the nine up. Play the C sharp uh, on the bass note.
0: C sharp on the bass note, yeah. Yes,
1: the nine is on here on the bass string. Now play the flat five on the A string,
0: and then the seven on the G.
1: Play the seven on the D.
0: On the D, okay. So up to here, there's my seven. Oh, seven is. Oh, there's the seven. Yeah. So you want that to be, yeah.
1: Technically, C sharp. Oh yeah,
0: and then go we're... up, and we need to right uh...
1: to G. On the on the uh there it the is,
0: G C sharp G and B, then B and, and uh the there, and there's my ninth. There you go.
1: That's oh, a nice chord. It's a nice <laughs> chord, but now do it in F sharp minor seven flat five.
0: Well, I'm just gonna try and transfer the shape. I'm gonna cheat.
1: Well, <laughs> it's okay. I mean, cheat, play, play, you know. So you see by the dint of a simple little chat between guys 4,000 miles away, you've looked at your bass differently. And if I'd have written it out for you, it would have added another perspective. Do you know how bass players, all of us, every single one of us gets better? All of us, no exceptions by the thickness of a tissue paper. That's what happened to you with that minor seven flat five. And the trick is that tomorrow you'll do this and then tomorrow you'll do that. And then the next week you'll do that. And then the next week you'll do that. And in three months, this is your improvement. Mm -hmm. And that I think would be beneficial to bass players to realize that we get better by crumbs. Perfectly executed and learned crumbs. Had enough of this. Let me go. Let me go have fun. Not going to lose anything. And then later that day or tomorrow, you go back and do it again. Separate the wall, performance and learning. Performance and learning, they don't relate because the goals aren't the same. Mm-hmm. And that's how bass players improve by doing those things. So if we, if you did these minus seven flat five things, what are we now in April, May? By the time I came over to your house for coffee in August first, assuming you got both your vaccinations,
0: <laughs> not yet. We're pretty slow in Ireland. Give me, a, give me oh, a few I... months. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I got mine, so I'll come over. And and uh, you're going to be an improved bassist because then I'll start saying, do the minor seven flat five, but this time do it with a flat nine. And these little crumbs, these written things add to the, to the well, add to the well. And then the brain, the eyes, the hands. Oh my God, if bass players only knew how badly they're getting screwed and how much better they could do if they really want to learn how to improve, because who wants to do this stuff for 20 years? I'd go mad. <laughs> it's a year's study of of factual addition mm. and real book jazz tunes, because jazz requires creation on the fly. So if the chords don't line up, doesn't matter. It's an academic thing that, you know, there's a lot of so- There's a song called, uh, what is the thing called Love? You know what the first chord in that song is? G minor seven flat five.
0: Nice.
1: <laughs> I just thought of it. Yeah. And so through my particular experiments and, and learning, I wouldn't give a guy this lesson. I'd give him this lesson. Mm-hmm. I'd give him page one on this. Because page one on this is that thin piece of paper that one builds upon. Ah, I wish I could, if I were king, I'd, I'd make everybody a better i player. I,
0: I tell all my students um, to practice for 15 minutes. Cause I read this book and um, basically it's he's talking about memory and retention and he's mm. saying that um for the first 15 minutes of when you're learning something you'll remember 90% after mm. 20 minutes it's 70% by an hour you're remembering 10%. So mm. maybe practicing for 3 hours solid isn't as beneficial as you think it is but if you can nail it for 15 minutes you'll have done an hour's worth of work. That's what I like to say to him. And then I say add those 15 minutes together. Go for a coffee. Come back to it do another 15 minutes. You've practiced for two hours, even though you actually only practice for half an hour. But when I explain this analogy to them, I'll say that's two two hours worth of work it, yeah. when you do it in this method. And it, I think it works psychologically as well for them. They know they're getting in two hours worth of practice by doing two 15-minute chunks of concentrated work.
1: It's funny you should say because that's exactly what I share with beginners. Do 15 minutes. If it gets a little much, go for a coffee, take a break because it doesn't leak out of your brain onto the floor. You go back and mm-hmm. you, you'll notice a little, you know, retention retention of this stuff, and then uh, it's it's. I, I certainly agree with that concept.
0: Um. Also, uh, while well, we were going back to the metronome thing, we said we'd cover that. Um ah, was wa- yeah, please. I was watching a lesson you had online with uh, Neil Squires, uh, a beginner, and he was learning how to read. And you weren't really pushing the timing too much, but if I was doing that, I'd have my re- metronome on and it'd be clicking. So that I do play all those quarter notes, and I don't lose what I'm reading on the page, and I, I play my scales on a metronome and a bunch of other things. So I'm just wondering why am I do why, What's wrong with my my metronome, and why should I throw it out the window?
1: Um, be my feeling is is because you already can subdivide. Grab your bass.
0: Okay, let me get a bit of volume so it comes through the microphone.
1: All right.
0: I very rarely have the bass in an episode, but it just happens to be here.
1: <laughs> uh, on the high string, play a B. Mm.
2: Uh,
1: one, two, three, fourth fret, pinky. Mm. Yep. Mm. Okay. On the A string, play a B flat.
0: On the A string, uh, yep, B flat. hmm First fret, yeah.
1: Good. Play the two notes. An octave. Play B, B flat. Okay. Now, uh, for people listening to this, we all make mistakes. It's built into learning. You're doing great. Start. Play the high note B. Now look at your f- bass. Is that a B? Uh, oh, B. <laughs> there you go. It's just a mistake. Yeah. It's no big deal. Play high note B. Mm -hmm. Go down to play B flat. Mm -hmm. Down the octave. Mm -hmm. Bingo. Those are the two notes I want you to play. Now go up to the G string and play an A. Mm -hmm. Go down to the low string and play a G sharp. Mm -hmm. Play those four notes for me. B, B,
0: oh, B, take your B, time B yeah. B flat
1: Yes A A, A and A G sharp flat. oh A B flat sharp, G, sharp.
0: G sharp yeah and G sharp on the E string Yeah Yeah now
1: there's more but I won't do that play those four notes
0: B B flat A and G sharp
1: Okay pop your click on
0: uh, Okay I've got one on my pedal board I'll put it on Alright it off okay now we got a click can you hear it it's too quiet okay there's a click okay
1: we're clicking okay Okay. play that uh bar of walking bass line play it four times
0: quarter notes on the beat
1: Now, if you could learn that line and play it in time, which you did without the click, can you tell me why you would play it with a click?
0: Um, I suppose uh, for an exercise for that, I, I wouldn't use it. But to learn an initial idea, I wouldn't use the click. But then for running scales and stuff, I suppose the click is maybe to give yourself more steady sense of timing. So that when you're doing your scales, a fast one, I might be using a click for something like that, so I get to get a more turn,
1: turn your click off and do the same thing for me. Okay. See, I submit that the click is redundant because you played ba do da da with a click. You played da do da da without a click. you played da 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 with and without a click, and you played da do da this last one with and without a click.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So for the at least in regards to this little demonstration, what you did with a click, you perfectly did without one, because to me, time is an internal thing it's not based on an external scales are possibly the greatest overstated element of bass education there there is because melody and melodic resolution and melodic presentation is far more significant because it's based in harmony in a chordal harmony but traversing up and down isn't either usable, even now I'm gonna cross the the performance line here, isn't usable in art, and isn't functional beyond the scale in academic training. So everything you did with a click, you did without a click. Your time is perfect. Um, And just for the mere fact that it is, that's when a decision or a thinking process, see, I'm not trying to say this in order to make you or make anybody, but everybody watching this saw, and they can't say they didn't. They saw you play in time with a click and without one. Your time is already there. So that basically the click is redundant. I can walk down the stairs, and uh, I'm gonna make a funny thing, and I can walk down the stairs doing this. So does this help me walk down the stairs? (laughs) Because this, to me, is metronomic Mm addition. You'll still walk down the stairs, even if you don't do that action. That's how I feel.
0: Definitely. Well, I find it, what I did find useful, I suppose, is that if I write down in my routine, I was doing this at a certain tempo, then I come back, I want to play it faster and improve my tempo. But Mm -hmm. I suppose you could do that by just playing it faster and faster to increase your...
1: Well... I don't particularly, my objection to the metronome isn't the use of it, it's the dependency on it. My particular thing is, see, I already know in my own heart, in my own heart, that the use of a metronome is a redundant device and that it really doesn't help bass players. It's like I didn't learn Spanish better by going, yo voy a la playa. Yo voy a la playa, 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 yo voy a la playa. playa. You don't learn language by force or by speed. You learn language by retreat, getting your footing, seeing what the words mean. I, I can prove it here if you want to. Are you a Spanish speaker at all?
0: I actually tour in Spain a lot, but um, no, I'm terrible. I just know it's more surveys at favor, and these kind of things. Like, <laughs> but okay. enough to load into a venue to say poquito bajo, or you know, more bass bah. or bajo or poquito battery, whatever we need to say, like you know, the, like, yeah. the right things for a sound check and to get fed.
1: <laughs> well, you might feel that music is a language, uh, so. Just for fun, repeat after me. Just repeat after me and try to learn it. Después el video.
0: Después
1: el video. uh, Voy a bajar.
0: Voy a bajar.
1: Para tener.
0: Para tener. Un café. Un café.
1: Después el video.
0: Después el video.
1: I forgot what I said. Después el video. Uh, whatever I said, I can't remember. Después el video, voy a bajar.
0: Voy a bajar y tener. Y tener
1: un café. Un café. Okay, say it in time if you can.
0: Oh God, this is video.
1: So, voy a bajar.
0: Voy a bajar y tener y tener un un, un café. café.
1: Okay, Despues el video voy a bajar y tener un cafe.
0: Despues el video voy a bajar en en cafe.
1: Okay, so that's fine, but everyone should notice this that. At the beginning, and I'm the one that messed it up because I said something else and I forgot, <laughs> I forgot what it was. So, was el video voy a bajar y tener en café. And Spanish people can tell me if I even said that right. I
0: actually but, have a few Spanish listeners I've noticed in the downloads. So, they'll be,
1: they'll be listening to us. <laughs> Go let me know if I did well yeah. So, But you see how you're bumping ever so slightly? You're not going to learn that sentence by speeding it up. You're going to learn that sentence by slowing it down. And not only slowing it down, going out of time entirely, which you did. Después Después Mm. el seminario, says Stephen. uh, Did you notice, review your thing, you stopped, you hesitated. It's logical. You don't speak Spanish. Mm. You had to think and adjust. So the nature of a metronome to keep you in time and even speed you up as if speeding up is a process of or a sign of improvement is actually a false concept, especially if you're going to look at music like a language. The way we learn bass better. Da da da. There's other lo- notes I didn't show you. Mm. You know, it, I didn't want to to I didn't want to cause you to to really mess up. I mm. wanted to make a point.
0: Uh, have you got studio work to today? I don't want to hold you like for too long. If I'm in no rush like i I've the whole evening blocked off, but are you recording today?
1: I am, but not for the next uh three hours. I go over at two thirty i it's a one <clears throat> Getty Lee is a very old friend. I've known him for forty years, and I have a a bass chain that I arranged and it had a whole bunch of different guys and I invited Getty to play, and he did so. Once his part comes in, I fly it in and uh, I'm laying out. I'm not, I'm going to let everybody hear all these guys. I, I'm playing all over the record, but mm. so he's on that and he's, he, so I have to fly his part in. Uh, Billy Sheehan is also uh, putting his part on. I got a lot of great guys. And then Ron it's Carter.
0: Um, doom, doom, doom. That's amazing. He's, he's played for everyone. Like he's been around for years.
1: <laughs> yeah. So these are very generous people. I know I'm leaping back to the record, so forgive me. Oh, don't
0: worry about it. That's cool. Uh, we were taught, You were teaching me Spanish before you got disconnected.
1: <laughs> no importa.
0: Oh, yeah. I had one more question about my own practice routine. So I started doing this thing and I got it from a few other very well-known, uh, well, bass players online who I've chatted to. So it's kind of like they're trying to improve their inner pulse. So you make a drum track in like your DAW and then you take away bars randomly and you just so and i'm i personally have found that even though like i'm a professional bass player i've still got the benefit from doing that because it's about maintaining steady so you're playing your groove your drums are gone for four bars eight bars and then you, you obviously have to come back in with the drums so it's just teaching you to remain at a steady tempo would you find even an exercise like that redundant
1: yes really I'll tell you why, because there isn't a single situation in academic or art that 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 ever comes up. Um, It in truth, it's kind of a made up problem that's more of a game show challenge. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: When if you put a click on right now. Metronome to whatever tempo you feel comfortable at and play a bass line you're familiar with you're not going to wander anywhere. It's a click track recording. You and everybody will simply subdivide and follow the thing. But the nature of the click, 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 stop, two, three, four, three, two, three, four. It is about as unnatural a human experience in music as one can have. Hmm. So if you successfully accomplish it, great. Here's, your prize I'm being silly here is this new refrigerator <laughs> freezer and you spend 2 weeks in the in the great uh, sea town of uh, you know uh, of Mallorca you mm-hmm. know it's a game that base players do but it has no benefit at all on one's base playing
0: but there must None. be there must be an well i'm playing to like it's actually a drummer a proper drummer who's not even hitting everything metronomically like his hits are moved a bit but there must be a way to improve your inner pulse because some people have they do have bad timing and or is it just they need to play more music in your Mm -hmm. view
1: people don't have bad timing people have bad musical knowledge and people don't have a long experience with bass playing as i said earlier that's my opinion as i said earlier like people are performing teachers are teaching performance everybody's into performing got to play this thing got to play with the metronome on and off got to perform uh, i need the click so i can perform a scale i need the click so i can perform a line learning is not performing and the with apologies to all of my friends fans teacher colleagues when when one guy like me it can sound funny i know it can sound a little I don't know what to say, rude or whatever, if one guy says everybody's got it wrong. And the only reason that I sort of boldly say that is because I'm one of the few coincidentally experienced guys in two forms of music. It's nothing I did. I'm not better than you. I'm not greater than you. I don't play better than you. I don't do anything better than you or anybody else. I'm Mm -hmm. not better than anybody else. But by mere coincidence, I have two really thoroughly immersed experiences in music that maybe, maybe, I don't know, nobody else has. It's just hey, a coincidence. Hey,
0: sometimes everyone is wrong. Uh, I just saw there recently that, do you know this thing about the two meters with, with particulates coming out to do with COVID? Apparently, the that was based on a paper from the 1950s and an undergraduate oh. Was looking at it and she she found the paper that all this was on and uh. it was flawed it, so sometimes people do believe something that isn't true but you're entitled to your opinion and i don't think you've expressed anything here that w- is offensive you've just said that's your opinion and that's the way it is that's that's it uh,
1: yeah um minor it's like uh there's a yes people can hear this stuff and then make their choice see the thing is, is that often when i say these things most people may find a reason not to to listen to it. But without f- fail, without fail, some do. And inevitably, these are the guys that a year later say, I'm playing better, I'm, I'm reading better, because the things that I'm sharing don't come from me. I'm not telling you how I feel about it, per se. I'm telling how it functions in, in music elsewhere, that I merely took those concepts and share them with bass players who don't have... The benefit of my particular background you stop a metronome you put on a metronome if you put i'll give you a great would you grab your bass
0: oh you're going to roast me again (laughs) you're all roasted (laughs) i'm gonna
1: roast you good in fact it's going to be really uh quite simple i'm going to give you four notes okay
0: I'll have it plugged in. It's, it's going to be coming through the microphone. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, C sharp. Uh, e. E flat. A. That's your line. Okay. Play your line. Bingo. Pop a click on. Okay, get me. Take your time. Now, before you play it, I want everyone to listen to Steve's first 15, 20 seconds, and then listen to his remaining 20 seconds. Anytime you're ready to play that line, your way. Okay. Mess with it. Something like that? Sure. And I want everyone to notice that for the first two, three, four seconds, your time was a little funny. Uh, what was it? Uh, Okay. Uh, da, da. You got it. Then not only did you get it, you began to evolve with it. And then not only did you begin to evolve with it, you began to play upbeats off of it. The evolution of time came entirely out of familiarity. That's all that it was. If you stopped your metronome for four bars and then started up again to uh, any performer or any recording, there would be no determinant to indicate that your time would have been better had you practiced with three bars or four bars off because there's no translation between this McGrath, this one, with a guy that didn't play that line with four, be- four beats for four bars. It's that your time on its own, your organic Stephen McGrath time is just fine. And frankly, so is every student you have. But when you challenge them in musical things, that's when the mind is involved and in, the hands. In. You know why we stutter? Because the brain is growing synapses to adjust to the da 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 and then physically play it. That's the, that's the difficulty. So the concept of starting and stopping, it's, it's, it's forgive me, it's nonsense. <laughs> okay. Your or, time is just excellent.
0: I found it a good exercise, and personally, just for just me. Maybe I'm an alien. <laughs> but, but... You're not an alien.
1: <laughs> I would assume it felt good to you, but it isn't translatable over to your real-life music. It isn't even translatable over to the learning of music. Because no matter what you do, the moment you learn a new thing, you're going to flub. Because we all do. I can't see how it translates, but if it makes you enjoy, if you like it, enjoy.
0: Yeah, I enjoy. It's definitely good for the grooves. But I, I really appreciate. It was great that you gave us so much of your time. And actually, you were the only guest I've ever had on who sent me an email specifically saying any questions are open. So any questions. Some of my um, listeners asked some questions, but nothing. It's, just, it's easy ones, actually. They were they were <laughs> they were easy on you. Well, one person that wanted to know, like, how did the relationship with Court come about? Because they said that it's not a typical brand you see most well-renowned bass players playing with. They were wondering how that whole thing came
2: about.
1: Well, um, I knew the the owner for years, Danny Gottlieb, the the old drummer with Pat Matheny, He and I are best friends, and every year when he was alive, Jack Westheimer, who owned Court used to invite Danny and I out to dinner because we're three Jewish guys. So we just, you know, the Jews would hang out and have Chinese food <laughs> at the <laughs> Nam show. So um, anyway, when when the, the Koreans took, or I should say, took a figurehead uh, charge, um, they sent me a bass that turned out to be, to this minute, the best playing passive four-string bass I've ever played. In fact, in my opinion, it's better than the 62 jazz bass. The bass that I have, the the rhythmic, is, I mean, I go for quality. I don't go for names. I Mm -hmm. never have. I mean, Mark Bass, there's a lot of companies I have to assume that are bigger name in regards to big gear and this and that. Mark Bass blew my mind when I heard its tone. The Babix Bass Bridge I put on my bass, the bridge, puts a stain that I've never had before the the uh the court base they sent me a demo they said S- design it my wife actually designed the the two i think facades. that i love
0: that the the two woods thing that's really cool
1: it, isn't that cool my yeah. wife did that she did a quick drawing and i sent it and that's what they did well it's it's tabletop wood which is exactly what the ba- the jazz bass is made out of uh i forgot the name of the wood uh
0: padauk is one of them and i'm not sure not padauk it's it's
1: it's a cheap wood uh the bass. Basswood is
0: a cheap, uh, the jazz. uh
1: fender would be. What, what's a ba- fender made out of? The body? it's a...
0: ba- Usually basswood or ash or alder.
1: Alder. Alder. Yeah. yeah. That's, it. That's it. That's it. That's it, Stephen. It's alder. It's a tabletop wood. It's cheap wood, but it resonates beautifully with everything. So I found my chord, the rhythmic, to this minute, I've put it up against, uh, put it up. That sounds challenging. I think it's the best bass I've ever played.
0: Yeah, I'd love to play one, but as Cause Court isn't such a well-known brand, they're they're not right. really in music shops to pick right. up as often.
1: Right, right. I understand. I understand. But I go for quality. It's not even that expensive. <laughs> wait <till> you... a <laughs> minute. Just wait. It's it's pretty mind blowing.
0: <laughs> I'll get one someday. Get my hands on one. And uh, Niall asks, why do you prefer high action? Is it for the tone, or is there? Is it just feels good to you? I prefer low action. Oh, really? So he's,
1: got, he's wrong there. He, he just you just made a mistake. Yeah. I, what's his name? Uh, Niles is his name. Hey, Niles. No, I like low action. I uh, straighten my neck to nearly a flat plane. I actually had the luthier plane down the fret slightly. The strings I use are 40, 60, 80, 100. And I lower the action so that I don't have to exert myself In order to play, I I like the equipment to do most of the work. So, yeah, I prefer low action. Okay,
0: so uh, he got that one wrong, but he's now we know you like low action. Oh, hell!
1: It's it's so good to ask questions. If you look look up wrong in the dictionary, you'll find my picture.
0: (laughs) Hey, that's it. Don't be afraid to fail. That's what they say, isn't it? Bingo! But uh, uh, (laughs) someone, Andrew, wants to know: Do you have any memories of the Patrick Moraz album "Story of I"? I know this is going back now, 1976. Really cool album, by the way. It's some nice rhythms on it and things.
1: it's a wonderful record. It was my very first recording. Patrick heard me play and hired me. That was a, those were the days where if they if you if somebody thought you could play, you were used. And uh I got that record date and Alphonse Muzan was the drummer, which sort of prepared us for a lifelong relationship until he sadly passed away. But uh the ironic thing is when Patrick mixed the record, and Patrick knows this, he mixed it terribly. He put the drums and the bass down to almost nothing, while it was just stacks and stacks of keyboards. But that's sort of like leader syndrome. So I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not particularly. You know, I I understand it's his record, but the, yeah, I don't it think it did bother mix, me, and I do not think People should Alphonse. mix
0: their own records. Like it's probably not a good idea. Like because the engineer is a fresh set of ears and he'll he'll give a better t- take on the overall sound usually like uh-huh uh-huh cool and uh someone that ronan wants to know about uh did alan holdsworth influence your playing he was his first part and second part did you ever see alan play the bass
1: <laughs> 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 no i've never seen alan play the but he picked up mine and you know had a little fun but um did he influence me huh not as much as maybe the, the supposition might be. I, I, I certainly was influenced by the beauty of the line element, but I always liked line because I was a violinist. So not as much as one might think. He didn't really. That sort of, I would call it, variety of harmony and lack of rhythm, let's say, wasn't particularly my thing. Although I'll tell you, everybody straight, I think he was a genius. I think he was one of a kind. I think he was one of the most outstanding guitarists of the 20th, 21st century.
0: Yeah, he's amazing. Just a big influence still on a lot of people, his his style. Oh, yes. And what I was thinking myself was, you've got 12 solo albums out, like, and um, obviously in today's musical paradigm, releasing albums isn't the same thing, like, but does releasing your, because you're very well known as an educator, but you've got loads of brilliant albums, like, with Amazing tracks on them that people should deep dive into. Also, as well as your teaching stuff, but does that drive you as well to to keep releasing albums? Is that something that you think you have to keep doing for yourself, like for your soul, to keep releasing albums? Is that still important?
1: Yes, it is because uh, I uh, I'm not a good writer, but I'm a dedicated slugger of a writer. I I live the credo that I encourage other bass students to to adhere by. I try, I try, I change, I fix, I review. That sounds good, moving on. I'm a true die-hard dedicated to the harmony, but this note doesn't quite sound as good as this note. So this note's gone and this note moves. I uh, I'm I release, I have a lot of music, backup music, and the Jack record will will reflect that. And yeah, I, I want to keep releasing records. I I mean my joke with my producer is is that when our records come out you know they'll sell dozens (laughs) that's a good way of thinking about it (laughs) you know people don't for some reason don't really want to listen to music it's an odd peculiar oddity that the hundred thousand bass players really don't listen to music as much as i think that they do or wait that didn't make sense I don't think that a hundred thousand bass players listening to his music as much as they should, maybe or could, or might.
0: I think you get blinkered sometimes. They, you're like, I'm upset. I want to get really good at bass. What's this technique? What? And then you you kind of forget, this is music. I should be. Maybe I should listen to some music, and not be thinking all the time about how I can get better and all these things. You need to listen to music as well, like and love it.
1: Well, that falls into point two that we mentioned earlier. Remember being taught academic music and being self taught. Self taught includes what we listen to for joy or for edification, you know. Mm. Um, if bass players are into learning stuff, I have more technique on a couple of these tunes than almost exists in the bass repertoire anywhere in the world. There's a couple of things, or, uh, you know, because I do that. I like that. For the most part, I'm just pretty pedestrian, mm. you know, simple. But uh, yeah, I put some stuff in.
0: Well, Jack Bruce once said you were the best place where he ever heard. So that's that's pretty nice to hear, isn't it, from an idol?
1: Made me cry. I mean, I mean the guy... <laughs> I was in Frankfurt at an AM show, and he knew that the only guy that ever sat in front of me that was famous that could make me nervous was Jack. I could not play <laughs> in front of Jack, and he knew this. So at an AM show performance in a booth... <laughs> Walks in, plops himself, dead center front seat, and goes like this and looks at me, and I'm lost. I'm done. So I was playing Bach. And I I looked down, and Jack's going, he knew that son of a gun. He knew. knew. You were friends.
0: You made friends eventually. Well, once you got to know him, you met him in America, you were friends, were you, you and Jack?
1: I met him in England. I met him at Ronnie Scott's dick hextall smith introduced me uh, john heisman introduced me the late john heisman i i met him uh, in america that i I met him in america and we became friends and when i went to england for maybe with bill bruford i went to ronnie's or mentioned to john because we were hanging you know i said would jack come and say hi to me that evening jack showed up
0: (laughs) that's amazing it's great when you meet someone and i you're one of your heroes and they're as cool as him like Oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. Uh, you, you talked about him crying and you were saying about, you said you said to yourself, you're not a great writer. It kind of reminds me of, I was on this seminar recently with a guy called Jurgen Simpson. And he was talking about the Amadeus film, you know, the Mozart film. Sure. And uh, Beethoven and Mer- Mozart had this big rivalry. So Beethoven went to Mozart's house when he wasn't at home and gave his wife loads of sweets so that she could see his transcripts. You know, no,
1: Salieri, not oh, Beethoven. Oh, Salieri
0: was sorry. He saw so you know He saw the scene, yeah. So when sure. he sees the transcripts just for the listeners. He he cry, he, well, he says to her, "Can I take these copies?" And she's like, "No, you can't take them. They're not copies." And she he goes, "I don't understand." He said, "No, he doesn't make copies or adjustments. He just writes what's in his mind onto the paper, and it comes out." And Salieri right. he cries like he he, he realizes. This is genius, and I'm never gonna Mm. beat this. Like, but when then he made the further point that when he looked at Beethoven's work, when Beethoven died, they actually found like reams and reams of transcripts of um, he'd been going back over all his pieces, changing them, improving them, analyzing everything he did. So, even though Mozart was a genius, things came out to him of him onto the page and they were finished, but some of his work. It was almost like there was tropes in it because he wasn't analyzing it. But Beethoven evolved then because he analyzed everything he's did and changed his work. So, like, as a writer to say that you, you, you work hard is the most important thing, really. And natural talent, Mozart, they say, is the only genius ever. Like, I don't believe in natural talent. It's all about hard work, really.
1: It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, Beethoven reviewed and scratched. There's a lot of scratches and changes. and stuff. I even remember the melody where Salieri opened the thing. It was a harp and flute sonata, maybe, orchestra piece by Mozart. And the melody went da-da-da-da, da 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 ba Bah, 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 da, do,
2: da,
1: da. That's the melody that stuck in my mind from that scene. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> This is the Mozart melodies that I recall from the movie. Ah! (laughs) And I wasn't really a Mozart fan, but I have to say that some of his later works and especially the Requiem hurts me. It's so beautiful.
2: Mm. Well, uh, yeah,
0: I I just thought it was interesting to see Beethoven scratching out his own work and Mm -hmm. someone like him still reviewing his work like uh, the good student (laughs) and changing it, improving it. But um, yeah, I think we'll leave it there. You have you're going recording this album, and I'm going to put the links. Hours, yeah. I'm going to put the links first in the in the description of this, and um, I think the basis of Ireland are going to get a lot from that. It was really informative.
1: Oh, I I can't tell you how happy I am that you invited me. I, I think I was in Ireland once my entire life, so perhaps I'll come back and you know, maybe we'll hang. I'm I'm doing a touring bass class eventually where bassists, it's a pay for it per, but it's like a one-day class mm-hmm. where I'm going to give people things to practice and how to practice demonstrations. And it, the, the, the idea of it is just to take time away from what I would say ineffective learning and at least consider effective learning. Because again, the the area is this narrow for learning. Art is this learning is this. So, yeah, I'd be thrilled to come back to Ireland, man. Beautiful yeah, when you've got the the,
0: the the Jazz Fest in Cork, they, that'd be the place to go. Like, and a lot of some of the lecturers from the courses in in the colleges listen to this, so they get people in for master classes all the time. I'm sure he'll make it to Ireland eventually.
1: I would love it, man. Truly, truly would love it. And thank you for thinking of me, Steve. That's very kind of you, bro. No, I... And thanks to everybody for uh, hanging in this long. And if uh, you have any questions? Write to Stephen. I guess he'll write to me.
0: I will, then. I'll be picking oh, up the to book. Help. I'm looking for happy Don't, don't I get a signed copy of the book. If if they're in your house, otherwise don't worry about it. I'll be ordering I, it soon.
1: Oh, the book? I'll I'll do it for, with pleasure. I've been actually people have been asking. I that always makes me smile. I said, You want my signature? I thought the only guy that wants my signature is is my mortgage owner, you know, it's like
0: Don't <laughs> it, no, pal- have you seen Leyland Scler's book, you know, um Phil Collins bass player with the big beard, he signs, he has a new book. It's just a picture book, but he always signs them and posts them out. People like it, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, he's <laughs> he's a legend and uh, I'm sure his book is terrific. I'm very curious to see it. It's that. just that people
0: giving the finger on tour. It's like about a thousand pictures of people <laughs> giving the finger on a tour. That's his That's his sense of humor. He's a He's a funny guy.
1: <laughs> well, here's my sense of humor here. <laughs> oh, yeah. i'm not good with the fingers. Th- this thing I-, I i just can't Jeff,
0: actually that reminded me of the last thing and then i'll leave you go in your uh technical dvd roddy piper piper the the wrestler comes oh. out and berates you which, <laughs> like, That i was a funny thing that it was just was that just a random occurrence that that happened or were you friends with I roddy of- piper
1: I had a friend that worked for the WWF. I mentioned what a fan of Piper's I was because the, the reason I loved Piper was at the time he was the cleverest interviewee you could find or interviewer. I thought he was as witty and as quick as anybody. So uh, he introduced us. I mentioned the video and he goes, I want to be on the video. <laughs> so I came by and I said, I wouldn't do it again today, but, uh, it wasn't my best video. I actually encourage people not to get it, but, uh, you know, eighties, haha, one guy dressed up on another video as Groucho and did this, you know, <laughs> I didn't see that. what one. we did. I'm I'm not proud of that video. Uh,
0: sorry, sorry for bringing it up, but it was, there was some good bits in it, but there was a lot of, uh, instructional DVDs in the eighties that were kind of had elements to them that weren't education. I think it was yeah. part of selling them maybe, but yeah. Uh, Get the book. That's what people should do. Now, anyway, the books, it's, it's, it's great that it's gone back to the print, isn't it? That people, it's not DVDs and videos anymore. It's the base books are really popular at the moment. And so are the magazines. Like a lot of people are releasing them.
1: There's a lot of releases. And it, again, 10 seconds. I'm not knocking colleagues. I'm not trying to go. Yeah, but mine. The, the thing about it is with the astonishing amount of stuff that's out there. I'm curious why bass players are still struggling with bass playing and reading. And the only answer I can possibly give is that there isn't a core curriculum that applies to everybody. That's why I wrote my book. It has to be a core. It's, you learned, excuse me, no matter how you learned English, the written language in Ireland, we used that language as artistically and as uniquely as two people could based entirely on academic learning when we were children. And listening at home, so uh, that's all I got to say. There's tons of books, there's tons of things, there's tons of tab, which I definitely uh, discourage people from using. And the odd thing is, this bass players still struggle with bass playing with the glut of stuff. And the reason has to be, has to be, that the stuff being presented needs upgrading, it needs improving, because bass players still can't play. Why? And people say, I can play, well, one sheet of, you know, I don't mean harm by this. I can prove these things in person and, and I want people to do better. So,
0: that's okay. Hey, it's that's what we're here for, to learn, to get better, you know, and just because all the information on the internet, it's too much a lot of the time. So that's what I, I, I'm always telling people, get the books because you can come out to your practice shed or your corner in your room, no phone, no anything, put the book on the stand. If you don't have a stand, put it on the edge of the bed, whatever. And you can just play your bass with no distractions and you can't beat that.
1: If, uh, if I can help, let me know because I know how all classical players do it, having done it. I know how all jazz players do it, having done it. And as far as my thinking is, the only two sources that are paid to learn are jazz and classical. That to pay to rock is sort of a waste of cash, pay to slap, To pay for these things. I'm trying to save people time and money and get them better and i believe i know how and the reason is because none of the methods that i'll share came from me i didn't invent them
0: mm, that's, that's true it's, it's a proven i love, people pe- and I love bass players so <laughs> yeah we, well the bass I've, I've i've done this is episode 22 i've recorded and bass players are great to chat that they're they're humble and they're they're you know we're, we're often in the back but when we get our chance to talk we like to talk <laughs>